Hello and welcome to episode 102 of Nerd Out Loud Podcast, where we talk about the things that you nerd out about, and we nerd out about, and everybody nerds out about. Today is August 26th, the year of our Lord, 2013. I am Jeremy Holmes, and I am joined by my delightful, lovely partner in life, in love, and in crime, Christina Wise. <laughs> Are you admitting to crime? Well, you know, fun crime. Fun crime. Not real crime. Okay. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> How you doing, Christy? I'm okay. How are you, Jeremy? Good. Good. We took I'm a so week glad. off. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Did you even notice that we took a week off? It's kind of been a crazy. It's been a crazy, crazy week. Last As you week. kept on saying last week, over and over again. It's been a crazy week. I did. Are so you yes, me? it's been a crazy week. Here at Nerd Out Loud headquarters, we've had lots of exciting things going on, and we're going to share about those uh, in this episode. We have some other stuff that we want to talk about, too, if we get to it. But before we get to the updates, the new information, let's um, let's talk a little bit about our last show, episode, uh, episode 101, with Emily the Bite Size Vegan. Um, Christy, a lot of opinions around this episode. Really? Have you have? Are you serious? Have you heard some opinions? Um, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to make conversation. It does seem like I think that food is a very personal topic for a lot of people. That's true. So I think that people, you know, um, I actually have had some opinions come back. Um, first and foremost, I, I'm not sure if you remember him, but um, Mark. Our friend Mark from Mark's Bee Hole mm-hmm. <laughs> from the uh, I do remember him. the episode Mark's Bee Hole and the Royal Jelly episode ninety, which I will conveniently one. link to in the show notes if anybody's interested. Uh, so Mark reached out to me on Skype because he's actually a um, he lives with his his uh, partner in life and in love and in crime possibly. Is uh is a vegan like a very passionate vegan? I guess. Um, Which well, is... very strict, I should say. Uh, won't even, won't even touch the honey. Yeah, which is interesting because a lot of vegans don't eat honey. I don't know. For some reason, when I first started thinking about vegans, I was just thinking that it was like animal products, as in like. Uh, meat and cheese and that kind of stuff. But then I started thinking about like, well, I, somebody uh, actually on Twitter, we ended up getting in kind of a crazy conversation with um, a listener whose name I can't remember. Anyway, she's a knitter. Oh, okay. A, a knitter. <laughs> I feel like that's a scary up? word to say. I feel like her name is Amy. Uh, but Amy is a, a knit, a knitting enthusiast. Uh, and she asked Emily a question about yarn and it turned into this big thing. And, and, uh, you know, when, when they brought it up, like, cause sheep actually have to be sh- shorn. Is that mm-hmm. the right word? Shorn? Yeah. Sheep actually have to be shorn. And, um, it, you know, if that. they don't, it causes problems for them. And so they brought up like, you know, and it's not killing them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she got some other people got involved and Emily was involved and they got in a pretty lengthy conversation about it. And Emily actually had a video specifically addressing it. And I just, I had never thought about that aspect of veganism, I guess. And when I thought about same with the bee situation with honeys, cause mm-hmm. it's, you don't think of, uh, insects i guess as being mistreated in the same way as like chickens being mistreated although i guess i mean it, the, an, an animal is an animal and i i mean i think that the at the heart of it for emily and and probably the majority of vegans is just any any situation where we're like using animals or exploiting animals for our own benefit is is not okay well and i mean mark talked about how there's a way of cultivating honey where you're actually stealing from the bees and they won't last through the winter. But how he does it is humane in that yeah. he waits until they've gotten through the winter. 
Yeah. And then takes it and they don't even use it anymore at that point. Yeah. Well, and Mark, I mean, when we had Mark on for this episode, it was because there was a truck full of bees that had overturned on the freeway, like right by our house, actually. And he went in. I remember he was explaining a little bit when we were talking to him about how that has to do with people kind of using these bees and transporting them. Um, like for commercial the bee. commercial bee <laughs> wranglers, yeah. beekeepers for uh, pollinating fields and stuff. And he was kind of speaking down to, to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so Mark seems like a very, he seems like a very level-headed guy and he seems like very kind or whatever. Anyway, so I talked to Mark uh, a little bit about living with a vegan and what's that like. And we're going to play it right now. Hello? Hello. Hey, ma'am. How's it going? Good. How are you? Thank you for offering to chat. Yeah. Um. So this is Mark. Mark, right? We, yep. <laughs> we called you Mark. We went through this last time, too. This is Mark. Uh, Mark the beekeeper from uh, Mark's Beehole, friend of the show. And Mark reached out to me because he, uh, he has a... I'm sorry. Somebody in your life is, is a vegan, correct? Correct. My fiance that I live with. Fiance. Okay. And how long, how long have you guys lived together? Uh, five years. Okay. So it's safe to say that you probably could offer some perspective on, uh, (laughs) on, on what it, what it's like. And are you, are you yourself a vegan? No, I'm not. And, um, I don't, I don't eat red meat and I haven't for a long time just because it, it, Red meat and I never got along well at all. But other than that, I eat all meat. <laughs> and was your was your fiance a vegan when you met her? Um, she was vegetarian when I met her. She would still eat chicken and fish, um, but she would never prepare it. Um, mm-hmm. She's been she hasn't eaten red meat or pork since she was eight. So that was almost twenty two years ago. Okay, and uh, I I'm always curious. Like why? Why is she? Is it for health reasons? Is it for moral reasons? It's for moral reasons. So she just doesn't. Um, she just doesn't want to eat anything. She's with a, face, basically. She's a big animal lover. Okay. So in, anything, anything that's living is her friend and not food. So <laughs> she says. <laughs> right. Well, how does she feel about the the beekeeping situation? You know, a lot of the things I do with the bees are very, um, um, very natural. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to kill bees as much as possible. <laughs> um, sometimes it's avoidable. Uh, she understands the reasons why she doesn't like it or watch it. I wouldn't say like it, but I'd say she doesn't watch it when I'm out. You know, for when I'm doing mite treatments, mm-hmm. um, I have to when I do mite counts, not treatments. Sorry, I have to kill about 300 bees at a time, and uh, she doesn't like watching that. So she just she just pretends it doesn't happen. I think <laughs> at at but the she, at the risk of going off the rails, how 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 logistically do you do you go about killing 300 bees? <laughs> um, 300 bees is equal to a half cup. Okay. Um, I've counted it, if you wondered. <laughs> um, you take a half cup of bees and dump them in a bath of uh, 35% rubbing alcohol, and it instantaneously kills them. Really? Yeah, and then all the bugs fall, all the mites that are attached to them fall to the bottom, and then you filter them out, and you can count how many mites per 300 bees. Okay, and that goes back to that potentially one of the sources of colony collapse. Yep, trying to track all that stuff. Yep. So okay. I monitor, I monitor the amount of mites in my hive, so I can keep track of what's happening. Sure, sure. So, so the fiance, the fiance does not enjoy the uh, when that when that happens, obviously. Nope, and she also doesn't eat the honey that comes from the hives either. Really? It's an, it's an animal product. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, yeah, but, I know, guess that makes sense. It's kind of funny, you know, she lives with it pretty well. Um, I have um, two barbecues. I have a smoker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, you know, I respect her decision on it. And every time I prepare meat, I normally tell her the kitchen's off limits for the next hour not to come in or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so she doesn't have to be around it. And and she's she's okay with you. I mean, obviously, you've been together for – you've been living together for five <laughs> years and she's your fiancé. But, I mean, was there – was there discussion about that initially when you guys started living together about how that was going to work or no, there never really has been. I've always been really accepting of it. It's kind of, 
kind of weird that <laughs> um, she, she jokes sometimes that my ex-girlfriend, my two ex-girlfriends prior to her were mm. both vegan. Oh. So I so I'd been trained on how to how to date a <laughs> vegan prior to her. <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. So what? Um, what? I mean, what? What can you share with us about about the the experience, or you know, what are some of your takeaways about living with a vegan? See, I got lucky with this my <laughs> my vegan. <laughs> um, she's she's um, she's not preachy about it at all. In fact, you would you would never know. You know, you see those memes that go about all over the internet where people are like, how do you know someone does CrossFit or how do you know someone's vegan? And it's, they'll, they'll tell you. Right. Yeah. Um, she, you'd never know with her. Um, the, the, the hardest thing we have is like going out to eat sometimes, um, you know, cause she always has to take a look at the menu and if she's not in the mood for salad and French fries, you know, right. <laughs> she has to find, you know, look at the menu and we have to find somewhere that has something that she can eat. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. I mean, it's it's really not that much of a, um, um. It's it's not that much of an inconvenience. Um. You know, I've 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 definitely grown to get used to it. it. Took a little bit of getting used to it first. Um. The hardest part is, like, my family, um, gets really nervous whenever we come visit because they don't know what a vegan eats. Right. And right. they always forget that a vegan doesn't eat eggs and milk. Yeah. Because they don't think of that, you know, they don't think of dairy yeah. as something. So, you know, they'll say, hey, we're going to make this, this, and this. And I'll be like, oh, no, you can't because that's got eggs in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, as, I, as I've as um, i contemplated the, the lifestyle myself, because I I am interested in it enough that, that I'm seriously considering it and, you know, kind of going that way that I the meat isn't that big of a deal for me to like I, I'm not a big fan of meat or whatever, but um, but the uh, giving up like having to worry about milk and and eggs and that kind of stuff that I could see that potentially being being a challenge. So, and and that's kind of funny too for her and I because I've never liked milk ever since I was little. Oh, okay. So so milk was not an issue at all ever. Mm-hmm. And in fact, now that she's around because she drinks soy soy milk and almond milk, mm-hmm. I actually prefer soy milk now. Or almond milk. Like when I go to Starbucks, I always get it soy or almond milk. Yeah. In my lattes and whatnot now because of that. So, so do you guys, I mean, do you guys go grocery shopping together or do yep. you, uh, do you yep. have separate carts or how does that work? <laughs> well, um, you know, we're not married yet, so it's still kind of a point of contention that we have separate finances. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm holding out to the last minute on this one, but, <laughs> um, but uh, we do shop in separate cart. We divide our cart in half, and mm-hmm. there's one side for her, one side for me. But <laughs> I mean, we eat all of our meals. Um, my doctor um, jokes with me that I have the best diet ever because I I'd say I'm about 65% vegan because uh-huh. I eat dinner with her every night, and that's always a vegan meal. Yeah. So, so what's what's preventing you from just joining in the vegan? I really <laughs> like pork and chicken. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I really like fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I just like to eat it. And, you know, she'll do things like she'll make pasta salads and she'll be like, hey, this is what I'm planning on making. And if you want to, you know, cook yourself a chicken breast that night or whatever to go with it, you know, she gives me, she understands it. And yeah. So we plan our meals, you know, this, this is how exciting we are. We plan our meals on Thursday night, and then we go grocery shopping Friday night because no one's in the store because Woo. we hate people. Yeah. No, that's and okay. So- that's I record podcasts all weekend because <laughs> – uh- because I'm, I, I have just as exciting as a life. So, <laughs> so we try to go to the store when there's the least amount of people as possible there, so we can get in and get out and be done. So sure, it's our standing Friday night date. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I I think that when you guys get married, probably what you should do is, uh, you know, just join your finances or whatever, but then keep just keep one separate checking account open just for meat purchases. Just have yeah, this. This is the meat checkbook. <laughs> that way, well, her. You know, it, it's funny because we have a meat fridge. Oh, really? I, we keep all the meat and beer in. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, we have a separate fridge just for meat. Sure. Sure. Uh, of of course. Well, um, because because I have you on on here, uh, how how are your bees doing? Great. I'm having a good season. Um, I planned on having five hives this year, and I currently have seven. 
Uh-huh. Um, with the Washington State Queen program, I took four queens from them, and I still have three of them alive. One of them got rejected by the hive, and they killed her. Yeah, I think I think I saw a picture of that on yeah. Facebook or something. It like chewed it. They they killed it. <laughs> well, they do on each one of the hives. I I do that. I put two queens in each one, and then yeah. the first one, the first one that hatches kills the second one. It just you know, it betters my odds of having two queen cells to start. Yeah. And then from that point, you know, they only have a 70% chance of surviving their mating flight, you know, birds eat them or whatever. And so I have those hives going. I got two wild hives or feral hives this year and, um, things are going good. That's, uh, that, that's awesome. So you're up to seven hives now. You said seven hives. Seven hives. I, moved, I keep, I kept five in my backyard and I moved one to a friend's house and one to my in-laws house. And so how many how many bees is that altogether? <laughs> 50 to 70,000 per hive, That's so awesome. you're like uh some kind of crazy puppet master like bee <laughs> pied pied piper of bees or something. I'm really working on trying to get some cool time-lapse photography because in the morning when the sun's coming up, the as the bees are leaving for the day, mm-hmm. there's just thousands of bees leaving our yard and their wings catch the sunlight. Huh. And it's it's real cool to see. So I'm trying to get a good picture of that. Well, so, uh, definitely, definitely share with us if yeah. uh, if that if that happens. Facebook.com Mark's Bee Hole. There it is. Well, the uh, most popular bee hole on the internet. Yeah. I, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, depends on sure how it's spelled. It's Jesse Dollarmore's goal to make my bee hole the most popular bee hole on the internet. Oh. <laughs> He's uh he's just the right guy for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Mark. Thank you. Cool. Uh, thank you for taking the time to talk, and uh, I'm I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Yep. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Bye. Uh, bye. So that was Mark. Mark from Mark's Bee Hole. Uh, That's such a great name. I could talk to that guy about bees more than I thought. I I didn't think mm-hmm. I would cared about bees until I talked to Mark. So if the uh, if you want to hear more of Mark talking about bees, go back to episode 90, Mark's Bee Hole and the Royal Jelly and uh, we we talk at length with Mark about about that situation. Uh I <laughs> we just as we were setting up to record received uh a, a rather <laughs> A really long letter from a listener who requested to remain, not not be named. Um, he writes in from time to time. It's really long, and I'm probably not going to read the entire thing. I mean, he opens up the letter with, The following is mostly rambling with unsighted and unsubstantiated sources, because I just don't have that much time. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, he did still send in the note. So uh, he said, Emily the vegan was lovely. Most of what she said was true, except she neglected some important points about culture and economics. First, let me say that I would love to have localized organic food economies in America, which would include farm-raised meat animals. Yes, we do make seemingly arbitrary decisions about which animals we will eat. It's part of being human. I implore you to read the book The Omnivore's Dilemma by the amazing Michael Pollan. You might want to read his In Defense of Food, too. Food is an important cultural experience for most of the people in the world. Ask a Mexican not to eat pork, and they might as well not be Mexican. We Americans have our own culture, cultural relationship to food. Turkey at Thanksgiving, hot dogs at sporting events, green chili on everything if you're New Mexican, and in not-so-bizarre twist, the fattest people in the world are the only people who think of food as medicine. Drink your pomegranate juice. I would never want to give up my cultural relationship to food in the name of health or anything else. Life is too short. So, who are the fattest people in the, in the world? Apparently us. And we think of it as medicine? Well, yeah. I mean, maybe he's referring to like all the people that like do juice cleanses and oh, okay. think that that's, that's the way to... Oh, okay. I see. That's the way to do it. So, you know, he goes on to make some other points. He believes that vegans are narcissistic because uh, anyone who puts themselves above and outside of nature is exhibiting narcissistic behavior. So I, I mean, my, uh, that wasn't my takeaway. No. My takeaway is that they're, I mean, 
they're kind of the opposite of narcissistic. I don't understand why anyone cares what anyone else eats. Unless they're eating your, if, unless someone is coming in and eating your food or your family or your pets, it doesn't really matter. Well, I think Emily does care about what other people think. I'm not talking about her. Yeah. I'm talking about the person that wrote. I'm talking about the people that harassed me for years when <laughs> I didn't eat meat or the people yeah. when I, in high school put hamburgers on my car because they thought it was funny it that is, I didn't eat It meat. is weird that there's like as much as people complain about vegans being really outspoken, there seems to be people that like to rub in the face of vegans that they eat meat. Yeah. Which seems really bizarre considering for a lot of vegans, like, it, it is a very deeply personal thing for them as far as, like, they're very connected with animals. And so I can't remember if it stayed in the show or not. But one of the things that Emily mentioned was that she sometimes does have a hard time being around people that are consuming meat just because – or animal products because what she knows – has happened to the animals to get them there. So it's difficult for her to be around that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so it does seem really weird. Like even when I posted something, I posted the show on Facebook and somebody made a comment, well, I eat meat because it's so tasty or whatever. And like, I mean, I, I get it. Like people are just making jokes and mm -hmm. I'm not deeply offended about it. And I, I have consumed animal products since we last recorded the show. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but it does seem a little bizarre. Yeah, what do people you care? like and um the person that wrote in said it's deeply cultural well it's also deeply cultural to be vegetarian and vegan there's m many yeah. countries in the world where they don't eat meat well now i i i think that um one of my takeaways was i i think that even if something's cultural if it's not healthy for our like if it's killing us or if it's killing the planet that our home where we live, then it may be, I, I feel like that probably takes precedent to yeah. a certain extent. Is that like, is that an offensive thing for me to say? I don't, <laughs> to say no. that that like trumps people's cultural beliefs. Hmm. For the greater good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, one last question. So, I'm um, do you think uh, do you think you ever see yourself going like full vegan? Mm. Uh, hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I'm like her where I don't like fake meat products that are supposed to taste and have the same texture as meat. Yeah. Cuz that's my problem is the texture. Um, and I don't know. I think if I just ate fruits and vegetables like she did, possibly, mm -hmm. but, um, when I was vegan, I wasn't getting enough protein. I know she said that you get plenty, but whatever it was, I wasn't mm. really getting enough. Um, Swiss chard. Swiss chard. I read Swiss chard. I read somewhere that that's the highest source of protein that you can get, like even higher than meat. Certain kinds of chard, I guess. What I know is that the kind of um, diet situation that worked best for me was high protein, low mm -hmm. carbs. So, I mean, do you, do you think that you ever see yourself going vegan? Mm. I love cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had the fake vegan cheese? Yeah, it's disgusting. It seems like it would be bad. I've never tried it. I mean, it's better now. I mean, when I was vegan, it um, the first time there was a, it was like this weird substance that everybody would say, "Oh, if you melt it, it's not that bad." Mm -hmm. But now there's almond and cashew butter or cheese, and that one's okay. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was some of the feedback that we got. I think that that's like I love hearing from people. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I don't know if it's. I don't know what it is, but for some reason I really enjoy when people like disagree. But I mean, I like hearing from everybody. It's fun. <sighs> so feel free to let us know. I mean, if we say something that touches a nerve or whatever, we'd love to hear from you guys. Jeremy would love to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, which I mean, any of our contact things that we have, be it 
Facebook or Twitter or email or whatever, I, I'm probably going to see those things before Christy. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm probably checking those things. So, so just let us know. Let us know, guys. We want to hear from you. But uh, Christy, not to bury the lead, we mentioned that it's been a big week. Yes. There's a couple big things that happened uh, that we were going to talk about. I got a job. Congratulations. Thank you. I ended up putting my uh, two-week notice in on my one-year anniversary <laughs> of my current job. Wow, you're turning into quite the job hopper. Yeah. Well, you know, I read a thing that people, it's not like, it's not like, it's no longer the world that our parents grew up in, Christina. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, what does that mean? Well, it means that people aren't, you know, like my dad got a job at US West or used to be Pacific Bell when mm-hmm. he started working there and he worked there for 35 years or whatever, you know, and that's, that's not uncommon for mm-hmm. parents of, or your you know, people in our parents' generation. But uh, but it's not like that anymore. People are staying at jobs for much shorter amounts of time. And the the loyalty that people once had to companies is fading away. A- and, I mean, the flip side of that coin is the loyalty that those companies had to people is... Oh, yeah, I would say that's... ...is also fading. More, I, I think that that's more of it. Or so. companies merging into one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... It's a different world that we live in. Anyway, yeah. so... So you're you're taking on yet another job. I am. On to new adventures. I will be the executive assistant to CEO of a company. Executive assistant to the, okay, yeah. To the, or as I say, the assistant CEO. Mm-hmm. Have you explained that to your new boss? Not yet. Okay. We'll have that. Yeah, let me know how that goes. First day. Let me know how that goes. Um, it's a very small company. Mm-hmm. Very excited. It's in one of my favorite buildings in Seattle. I get to take the bus again. I get to be a commuter. Yeah. Which means more podcast time for me. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. So this, I mean, there's kind of two, there's two funny things that happened uh, mm-hmm. regarding this job situation. And I, I mean, I guess it could be in Am I a Jerk, but not maybe not really. Am I a jerk? Basically, basically, you, Christy can't lie. I'm not sure if this is something that we've <laughs> talked about before on the, in this setting, but Christy, Christy cannot <laughs> lie. She every time that she tries to lie, something horrible happens, mm-hmm. and worst possible scenario <laughs> every time. So what he's talking about is that I had um, my boss was gone for a couple weeks, and so I had decided that I was going to try to get in as many job interviews as possible during that time and I only got two and they happened to be scheduled for the same day within an hour of each other in in Seattle across town and um so my plan was to park at one and then uber to the second one and I get an uber and I hardly ever do it so um I the night before I had made sure that my credit card was current on the app and it was. And so I I don't really do it, but then I thought I remembered that you usually start getting text messages when they're here or they're close or you get a receipt. And so when I arrived to the next job interview, um, Oh yeah. And I had called in sick. Um, Mm -hmm. When I arrived to the next one, and I was probably about 30 minutes early, um, I looked at the app again and realized that someone in HR for my current job had put Uber on my phone and had signed into her account. And even though it was my credit card, it was her (laughs) Uber account. Mm -hmm. And I freaked out. Mm -hmm. So I changed the credit card to one that I never use. And then deleted the app from my phone. Or, okay. I mean, sorry. Yeah, deleted it, then reinstalled it because I had to get back to my car. Reinstalled it and signed in under my own one and then put a different card. Then I did the job interview, went great, um, and thought that I was in the clear. And the next day I came back 
and the HR woman asked me if I had used Uber the day before <laughs> because she remembers that she had put it on my phone for some reason. Yeah. 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 You just can't lie. No. And then I got myself deeper because then I had to pretend that <laughs> fraud had been done on my account. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cause I was like, Oh, she said, mm-hmm. I said, well, what are the last four digits of the number that the credit card number that were used? Mm-hmm. And so I took over the two cards, assuming that it was the third card that it had been charged to because I didn't remember. Mm -hmm. And I brought over two and it happened to be my debit card. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to pretend this whole... You're just really bad. I'm really bad. You're just really bad at lying. I'm really bad. Yeah. Um, So then another interesting thing happened in my job interview the job that I actually, I I got offered both mm-hmm. and I accepted the one um, that I'm going to take obviously. And in it, one of the women that I met with, she said, well, obviously you're qualified. Um, your resume looks great. Um, I think you, I think you'd be good. Um, tell me, tell me something about you personally. So we were just talking about things that were, um, passionate about or what we do um in our free time she's really into horses like showing horses like jumping them Mm -hmm. she says i like to jump stuff i don't really know what that means would you say that she nerds out about horses yeah i mean she (laughs) i'll tell you the story but so um she's talking about that and i said well i also um really like podcasts and she said Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i just got into them and i have an hour and a half drive one way to work every day. Oh, wow. Which podcast do you listen to? And she like whipped out a pen <sighs> to start taking notes. And so I was telling her about him. I said, well, after I said, you know, big national ones that everyone knows about, <laughs> I said, actually, there's this one um, that's a kind of a local one called TBTL, Too Beautiful to Live. And she looks at me and she said, my husband listens to that one. Mm-hmm. And then... So I was like, oh, really? That's interesting. Have you ever listened to it? And she said, no, I haven't. I haven't listened to it. Do you think I should? And I said, yeah. And I should probably tell you that I I also have a podcast. I have two podcasts. Um, <laughs> one is a podcast about TVTL. Mm-hmm. And I told her the name, Little Red Bandwagon. It comes out twice twice a week. Okay. And then they're, nerd, they're doing okay. And then nerd out loud. Mm-hmm. And I explained to her that it, it's a show about what people are passionate about and told her some of um, the episodes that people really mm-hmm. enjoy, like the beekeeper and the vegan was about to come out. And um, she asked if she could be on. She oh. said that she wants to be on because she's a horse, horse enthusiast. Wow. Okay. Um, and that's why she lives so far away because then she can have horses. Oh, does she own horses? Yeah. Do they live on her yeah. property? Like a huge, she said that's the cheapest way to be able, even though it's a, still an expensive hobby. Does she have to protect her land from horse rustlers? I'll ask her. Oh, man. I'm going to her house on Friday. What? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So, Are you going to ride a horse? No, I hate horses. Oh. Ooh. No, I want to say Hopefully I she's hate, not listening. I don't hate horses. They hate me. Oh. Horses are very smart. Yeah. The, every, Did you ever lie to a horse? No. Try to lie to a horse? Every Maybe they found you out. I They're on to you. I had to go on a horse ride for whatever reason. I always pick... I've had the horse that was in pain, mm-hmm. horses that are in heat. I've had horses that bite other ones. Um, one that got stung by a bee. Mm. I mean, everything bad that can happen to a horse, I've been on it when it happens. And so they just don't like me, which is fine. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why in God's name would you think that it's a good idea to tell somebody that you're trying to get to hire you about your podcast. This is why. That's a good question, Jeremy. I'm glad you asked it. Because if <laughs> she went home uh-huh. and told her husband, Yeah. Oh my gosh, I we interviewed this person today and we're probably gonna hire her and she listens to TBTL. Mm-hmm. Oh, her name I mean, her name's Christy, 
and he has if he's current on TBTL, mm-hmm. they talk about us and the show, our show, a lot. Sometimes. And that would have been weird. So if, what you're saying is you're kind of a big deal. No, I'm not you saying are, that at you, all. I mean, that's basically what you're saying. You're saying, well, if he knows TVTL, he knows me, and I want him to find out from me directly instead of indirectly from... <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. That's literally what you just no, said. No, but that's not what I mean. And so I just told <laughs> her, we have a show about a show, uh-huh. and I I do it with... um. And and then she said, well, what made you think of that? Mm, mm-hmm. She was more of wanting to know how we came up with the ACE ideas because mm-hmm. she's a marketing like that. She's the VP of marketing. I see. So I said, um, does your does the your new workplace? I assume we're not saying the name. Mm-hmm. Does your new workplace have a podcast? They don't. yet. Oh, well, she, hey, guys, if you're listening. I uh I like making podcasts and I would gladly talk to you about it. So yes, hit listen, me up. Listen to us uh very Oh yeah, go check out Better World Radio. Yes. Just type that into your podcast machine and listen to the last couple episodes yeah, of that. That's so great. <laughs> so um I was just thinking that if she went home and talked to the husband and he had ever heard it by any that would have been weird to not say mm-hmm. it. So then I also talked about Mike, mm-hmm. Mike Frizzell. Yeah. I just said, um, there's lots of interesting people that listen to TVTL. Um, in fact, my co-host, I know him because he was on the show because he was a bank robber and then right. she wanted to know all about him. <laughs> and yeah, so then he's here with me right now. Yeah. He's actually robbing your offices. You <laughs> <He> just <laughs> sold your computer yeah. while you were in here with me. So, um, she asked me a Do whole bunch of questions about no, that. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. And I told her that. If her husband listens at all or is a long-time listener, then he definitely, definitely knows mm, Mike or mm-hmm, Drew McFrizz. Mm-hmm. And so she wrote down all the names. Oh, no. Have you <laughs> talked to her since? No. But, but they, they gave you me. the job offer. Yeah. And Ooh. then she asked me, you know, she wrote down Nerd Out Loud. And then she goes, oh, I'm going to go down the load these right now. Oh, no. And um, I was like, oh, uh, I probably shouldn't have told you. All this stuff while I was interviewing for a job, and she just laughed. And then, yeah, um, I said, "Oh, also, I swear a lot." Sorry. <laughs> well, and I just to clarify, Better World Radio, I'm, I is a podcast that I put together for a nonprofit that I mm-hmm. work with, and we, uh, I, I made a podcast for them. We've put out like five episodes, but that's that's what that is. Yeah, it's on the iTunes machine. But yeah, so. You got the job. I did. Congratulations. And I'm Congratulations. super excited. Yeah. More than excited. Yeah. Well, that was on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And the following day, is your microphone on? Mm-hmm. I asked you if you wanted to get married. You did? <laughs> I did. What did yeah. I say? You said, sure. <laughs> I wish I was joking. <laughs> I think I said, yeah, sure. Sh- uh, sure. Sure. Uh, yeah, and that was actually related to TBTL at a TBTL event. Mm-hmm. It's been How in the works co- for quite tell, some time. Yeah, tell the story about that. So I, um, we have discussed the concept of marriage. We have discussed <laughs> marriage. As a couple, we are aware of. We've, I mean, we've exist. talked about it more so in recent months, but this has been something that's been kind of in on my radar for You've a while. Been cooking it, cooking for a while, yeah. Then our friends, stinking friends, had to go and get engaged. <laughs> Katrina, friend of the show, Katrina, on Poopcast Two, <laughs> I believe, um, had to go and get engaged. Uh, and you felt like they stole your thunder? Not or stole my thunder, but they've been together for a much shorter amount of time than mm-hmm. us. Anyway, I mean, whatever. It's it's totally fine. So I I had this idea. And I have this thing. I have this weird thing. Call me old-fashioned, I guess. Maybe it makes me not a very progressive person. But, like, I... I am kind of maybe, I guess, old school when it comes to proposals and that kind of stuff because I actually think, like, it should be a surprise and I I like Mm -hmm. it to be a surprise. And for me personally, if we were to, like, go pick out a ring together and then, 
you know, when people go pick out a ring together and then talk about it a bunch and you know it's going to happen, it's just a matter of when or whatever. Like, I just think that that's, I feel like that takes a lot of kind of the fun out of the event, Mm -hmm. I guess. Or maybe makes it less special or something or significant. Anyway. So when you were thinking the last couple of months, have you been thinking about how you wanted to do it? Or did you yeah. just know kind of right away? Yeah, because I'm like a, I mean, I'm a, a fan of, I like to, uh, you know, fun, interesting, unique proposals. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, I had some, you know, I had been thinking it over or whatever, but then I decided I'm going to do it at the TBTL picnic. So this other podcast that Christy's into, mm-hmm. Too, Too Beautiful to Live, they have a once a year event at the, at the a winery in woodenville washington Mm -hmm. it's a big picnic and they record a live show there and you know it's like all of christie's people all of your community and not all of them but a good chunk Mm -hmm. of your community and family and friends is there and we not family i guess friends and we met we me and you actually met at a tbtl event Mm -hmm. that i went to having not ever really TBTL, this podcast that you listen to, has a very strong fan community that you are a very integral part of. And I have always kind of been on the outskirts of this fan mm-hmm. community looking in. And um, and so I thought, like, what a better way for to, like, celebrate your, like, fun, this fun thing and then celebrate you and whatever than to than to propose to you at the TBTL picnic. So I contacted, I contacted the hosts of TBTL, um, Luke and Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, I contacted Andrew because he's the one that's on Facebook, and I was just like, "Hey, this is kind of a weird question, but I'm thinking about doing this. So I was wondering if you guys would be part of it or whatever. If you'd be open to having me like work with me to come up with something to do it, a way to do it mm-hmm. at the picnic." He goes, "Oh yeah, well, let me go talk to Luke," and he comes back and. He says, Luke's all in on this. Let's, uh, let's, let's chat about it. Let me chat about it with him and come up with some things. And then he goes, I just have to ask because, uh, given my very outspoken stance against public proposals, <laughs> are you sure that she's, are you sure that she's okay with this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I hadn't really thought too much about that up to this point until he brought it up. But you know, I'm like, but why do you say that? What do you mean? Because you've told me why you you never thought of it. I don't I don't know what you're getting oh, at. Oh, because you said that you love the idea of being on stage and having all the attention on you. Well, well because I'm I'm oftentimes th- I oftentimes think of myself. Right. Well, <laughs> I think there's a word for that. Selfish. Yeah. <laughs> I can you know, I can be selfish and it that sounds like such a fun thing to me. And then I thought, of, you know, as soon as he mentioned that, I'm like, I guess that does put a lot of pressure on her because here I've had months to think about this and mm-hmm. like make this decision and talk it through with people and that kind of stuff. And then I'm just going to spring this question on her out of nowhere and in a very public way. And Christy's the type of person that like she may even she may not want to get married like this. What I'm saying right now, we might pull a clip six months down the road when we have a follow up show explaining why we're not getting married <laughs> And play this. She's the kind of person that would say yes just because she like wanted to be out of the moment where everybody was focusing on her and then actually go through with getting married because she was scared of having the conversation where she said like she would go all the way to getting married with somebody just because she was scared of having the conversation where she said I don't actually want to get married. Well, and there lies the the rub, right? Because I that is something I would do, but also the lying would get me into some kind of trouble. <laughs> That's true. Something yeah, because you, implode. as we've covered, you can't, uh, you can't lie. You would like, you would accident, you'd be texting somebody and accidentally text it to me or something. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't Definitely. believe this happened. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Anyway. So, but, you know, I, I, uh, charged on anyway. You, Met with my dads. I did. Yeah. So here's what I thought. Here's what I thought. I met with your dads, which again is another, that's kind of a not very progressive, like 2015 thing to do. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of an old school thing to do too. But you, in my opinion, you very much cherish your relationship with your dad and mm-hmm. his um, husband. And you, I mean, you 
like that's a very special thing to you and i just felt like it would be meaningful to you and i felt like it would be uh like putting a good foot forward with him and kind of like hey we're gonna be family and Mm -hmm. you know i didn't like ask him permission or whatever but i did i I mean i i didn't know what to say really Mm -hmm. and so i just told him i don't know what to say It, it seems weird to ask you permission so i'm not really doing that but i just wanted you to be part of the conversation before it happened and you know he said he said thank you i mean your dad like chrissy's dad plays a uh, is playing like a bit of <laughs> he's like trying to be a cranky old man but he's just not a cranky old man like he oh he always calls my he always calls my four-year-old the baby mm-hmm. so she'll like eat like a piece of i don't know like a piece of broccoli or whatever she'll be eating mm-hmm. something off a plate and he'll go can the baby can the baby eat that can the baby even eat that like yes yes she's four and yes she can eat grown-up food she can chew and swallow on her own as if it he didn't raise two daughters of him yeah, of his own it was a long time ago though anyway so it's just funny he goes his first response years. was well she's 40 you don't need to ask my permission <laughs> that's what he said and then right after that he said She's, she might say no. <laughs> I don't think she wants to get married. <laughs> Which, so the combination of my dad saying that and then Andrew yeah. saying. Took the wind out of my sails a little oh. bit. <laughs> but you still soldiered on. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> but we actually, so we have um, a piece of clip. So the I proposed to you on a live recording of, a, of this TBTL mm-hmm. podcast at the picnic. The setting was they were doing a like. Uh, question and answer time mm-hmm. and um, they said uh, so uh, Phyllis Phyllis Fletcher who is a reporter for KUOW I think or mm-hmm. she's a news reporter she was going around with a microphone doing the questions and Luke and Andrew the hosts were answering them and um, and then Phyllis came over to me so that's what's going on so we'll just play the clip and Right afterwards, Phyllis actually took her iPhone and like mm-hmm. interviewed me and you mm-hmm. and sent us the footage of that, the footage. <laughs> so we'll, um, we'll play the clip of the actual proposal and then play the post game interview. I promised I would get over here. This is more little, oh, shameless little red bandwagon <laughs> promotion. I don't know, but here we go with Jeremy from Seattle. Uh, I'm actually from Everett, sorry. My bad. Jeremy from Everett. It's Seattle, I just, anyway, sorry. Uh, So I actually have a question, like, kind of relating to the community that you guys have built. Um, I actually met Christy almost three years ago at at the Mandarin Gate, which I heard is a place that you Yes, it is a place. (laughs) And uh, thank you for letting me talk on the microphone. Mike Frizzell never gives me a mic, so I appreciate that. Silence, Jeremy. It's a safe space for you, Jeremy. (laughs) Christy, my question is actually, can you come here for a minute? (laughs) Uh, I was wondering if you would marry me. Sure. <laughs> I hope you went to Jared. Oh wow. Do you want to? Do you feel a little on the spot, Christy? Do you want to, You don't have to talk. Are, every, is everything okay? Do you yeah. feel? You feel like you're going into this? I feel a little weird. <laughs> Are you okay with this? No pressure. Yes. Congratulations, you two. Don't tell me it's not worth trying Is this going to be your guys' uh, first dance song, too? I'm just saying, as a suggestion. Can I sit down now? Yes. Okay. And don't worry, we'll cut all this out. Yeah. <laughs> wow, congratulations, you two. Jeremy and Christy Wise. Aw. Um, now, Walsh. Yeah, you've been waging a long, long campaign on this show against public proposals, just the like of which we saw. I didn't have anything to do with this. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. It's just weird for me because I was also going to propose to you, Christy, but I guess 
Have a great life together, guys. <laughs> For those listening on the uh, their phones and such, uh, Christy pretended to take off the engagement ring and run towards Andrew. So this marriage is getting off to a hot, hot start. Congratulations, uh, YouTube. So, uh, you know, because this is what I'm trained in, I have to ask you what happened just now. Oh, wait, are you recording? I really am, yeah. Um, uh, Jeremy, my boyfriend, engaged me. So, <laughs> so, so how did this unfold for you? What was your perspective? I, he had told me he was going to ask a question and then make me talk. And uh, he said he was going to talk about the Little Red Bandwagon. I was like, don't have me do this. I don't want to do a commercial. And then when you said, oh, yeah, I have one more question... I was like, oh, you better not do anything. So I, was, I wasn't going to look back there. Oh, I don't know what to think. <laughs> Such a shock. Was it disappointing to have to look at my face while you were being proposed to? No, it made it better. <laughs> well, what would you like to say to Jeremy right now, even though he's over there? Oh, gosh. Uh, that was a good surprise. <laughs> I had no idea it was not on my radar at all. That's awesome. Best wishes. I'm going to do it to him now. Okay. So, what happened just now? I, uh, I proposed to Christy. So, when did you come up with this? Uh, a couple months ago. A couple months ago, yeah. And I started, I wrote Andrew about it a couple, maybe a week and a half or two weeks ago. And how did that exchange go? So, I originally wrote him and just said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this at the picnic. And, uh, and he said... He wrote me back and was like, okay, I have to ask, given my outspoken stance against public proposals, are you sure she's okay with it? And I, I had no, I didn't know. <laughs> I don't actually listen that much. I don't get to listen to TBS all that much. So I didn't actually know that that was something that he was against. But, uh, but he said he was happy to be a hypocrite in this instance. So, <laughs> Oh, that's great. So then how did it unfold for you just now? Uh, well, uh, I, I was trying my hardest to not be nervous, and I completely bombed the, uh, the question that I had. I had this whole script that I'd practiced multiple times today by myself. I was practicing it before the picnic in the bathroom, actually, wondering if anybody was in the stall next to me. <laughs> and uh, I just got up and pretended to ask a question, and there it was. So she actually said yes, which is good. I told her, I said earlier when they did the Q&A, I told her, I said, if I get up there, I'm going to have you get up and say something. And she said, absolutely not. I do not want to be on the, <laughs> I do not want to be on the thing, so don't ask me. Well, if you could say something to her right now, even though she's right over there, what would you say? Uh, surprise. <laughs> and uh, here's to a wonderful life. <laughs> well, congratulations. Well done. You didn't seem nervous at all. You pulled it off. Oh, okay. God. Thank I'm going to go grab someone wanted to see you for your help. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, was it annoying to have to have me, like, standing right there while you're doing no, this thing? it was fine. I was glad you were there. <laughs> Good? Yeah, well, I'm going to have some spicy checks mix now. <laughs> okay. It's right over here. Oh, my watch. Thank you. She said sure. <laughs> so in it... That's what's going to be on our wedding invitations. <laughs> Just, she said sure. Um... So in there, you alluded to that you had had this whole speech or something. Yeah. Do you do you know what it was? Yeah. Well, I just wanted I wanted to talk a little bit more than I did. Did you get nervous? I, yeah. I well, I came right out of the gate with. So everybody was wearing everybody was wearing name tags at the event, and you mm -hmm. were supposed to write the city that you were from on the name tag. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, because I'm embarrassed that I live in Everett, not Seattle. And so partially because of the embarrassment and partially because in a lot of places, people don't know wherever it is. Mm -hmm. So it's just easier to say I'm yeah. from Seattle. Um, I when I, I wrote Jeremy from Seattle on my name tag. Mm -hmm. But then everybody's like, why did you put Seattle? You live in Everett. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, and I explained it to him. And the, every, the, everybody said, well, everybody knows wherever it is, whatever. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I was like kind of embarrassed about it. So then when Phyllis stood me up, to ask me the question she said oh this is jeremy from seattle and i immediately correct her <laughs> and i sound like kind of a dick <laughs> which actually i'm from i'm actually, from everett, I'm from everett. <laughs> but literally i mean i'm wearing a name tag that says jeremy from seattle so mm -hmm. it's really weird that i would right correct her and with that tone and then i tried to explain it and then i realized 
Time's you know, almost whatever. up. Abort, abort. Yeah. I just need to get back on track. So mm-hmm. my plan was to open up with the fact of, you know, the Drew McFrizz joke and then go on a little bit about the community that TBTL has built because there really is a really solid community. I mean, you guys are like a family mm-hmm. in all the good ways and all the all bad, the bad ways. ways. You're yeah. like a family. And uh, and that is really great. And then I kind of wanted to try and pull you in and ask you the question or whatever. So I just imagined it being executed a little more smoothly. Okay. But, I mean, I think it went okay. I wasn't, like, shaking. My voice wasn't shaking, which was mm-hmm. my big concern. But, like, somebody told me when I used to preach on Sundays, somebody told me, because I used to get really nervous, somebody said, just pretend that you're not nervous and nobody will know the difference. So... That's what yeah. I was. T- I just said, okay, I'm just going to pretend I'm not nervous. You didn't seem nervous until after. Yeah. Then yeah. you seemed like you were trying not to cry. Yeah. It was just a pretty, I mean, it was kind of an intense moment. Yeah. Um, I said it on somewhere else, but as soon as you told, well, because you said, I'm going to ask a question so that I'm going to raise my hand so that. And I'm going to make you ask a question. Yeah. And I said, no. And I was mad. Yeah. I told, I told Christy that I told Christy that I was going to, that I was going to pull her up and make her because I knew she would never actually speak. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have them call on me and then I'm going to make you talk. And, and was she was just like, no, absolutely not. I yeah. do not want to be on that. I yeah. do not want to be on the radio. No That's way. what she said. And then you raised your hand and when you got called on, I was like, no, I'm not turning around. <laughs> she like actively was ignoring I was, me. I was trying aggressively to, ignoring yeah. me. I was trying to think I am so nervous and scared right now. I'm going to cause a scene mm-hmm. if if you try to ask me a question. Mm. And then um, when, as soon as you said, I have a question for you, and then I think you said, can you stand up or something like that? Yeah. Someone did. I don't remember anything. Uh, I just like sw- completely, I know, out. I remember I looked around and I saw your sister crying <laughs> and just like big smile and then just. They think that there was maybe 300 people there. Mm-hmm. Just a field filled with 300 people all with their cameras, their phones, videotaping, and mm-hmm. I just blacked out completely. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. It was crazy. <laughs> it happened. So that that was me. Why I paused, because I guess I didn't register that you were actually asking me anything. <laughs> yeah, and why you said, sure. But you know, it's been coming up on the one week anniversary of our engagement. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, actually, it's tonight. Tonight. Today. As we record this. Do I get another ring? No. Oh, it's not like a one (laughs) once a week. Oh. (laughs) But uh, anyway, so that happened, as they say, in the business. That's what I just called my Pinterest board. I will say this. Funny. Wait, did you actually start a Pinterest board? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, really? For That's like a thing that people have to do in wedding planning now. They have to. Well. It's like in the. I just don't know where to start. <laughs> it's so funny because I do this for other people all the mm. time. I plan events yeah. for my job and I am like completely clueless without how to start <laughs> this. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, how have you felt since then? Like people come up to you and have people been. Well, it was nicer? really weird because. I'm not the person to come in to work and say, hey, guess what? That's not me at all. Um, Being on stage, being the center of attention. But my work friend came with us Mm -hmm. because we were Mm -hmm. less than a mile from work. So she's like, oh, I might as well hang out and sit out the traffic. So she came with us and then she did a group text and told all the people, like a couple of the girls that I work with. And then... Uh, when we put it on Facebook, I had just people waiting at my cube when I got to work to talk to me about it. Yeah. And some people responded very well. And other people yeah. have decided that their life Didn't is not have, worth living. You had like a coworker that was like s- slumped over. Yeah. Slumped over in her chair. And she said, <laughs> Chrissy's getting married and I can't even get a date. <laughs> And I thought it was just funny because she's... That's kind of rude, though, isn't it? Yeah, I never thought of it that way. (laughs) Like, ugh, even Chrissy can... 
get uh, married or something. I don't know. Here's what I don't get. Here's what I don't get is why uh, everybody in everybody has seemed to take it upon themselves to congratulate us and in the same breath make sure that you or I know that they're not into public proposals. Right. I'm not into public proposals, but, but congratulations. That, that, like, that. Okay. Here's it's, here's some advice. Guys, if you feel like you need to s- share your unsolicited opinion, maybe keep it to yourself. Especially not minutes a situation, after. A situation like this, it really doesn't matter. I might not like the shorts that you're wearing, but I'm not going to go up and announce that to you. Hey, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a couple months. Man, your haircut looks really weird. I wouldn't do that, but... Have you gained weight? Obviously, you <laughs> like it, so yeah. whatever. Nice choice. Like, um, So here's another thing that I ha- that I think is really weird is um, not even an hour after you surprise engaged me. It's obvious that you that it was a huge surprise. People are asking what the date is. If I actually popped off a date... Mm-hmm. An hour after or yeah. even a day after? Well, what would that mean? I think that that's a lot of people. I think that that's because they have talked about it. They have kind of planned it out. Right. I mean, like I have friends that have like kind of had a rough date picked out and they're not engaged yet. They shop for the ring together. They've looked at dresses. Mm-hmm. They have figured out venues, but they're just not engaged yet. And so maybe people thought that it was a situation like that where we'd like, had a plan yeah. and this was just but like the, the formal way I was doing it. The constant harassing us for <laughs> details is, or I mean, maybe we're the weird ones. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's why I have to have a Pinterest board. Well, let me ask you, let me put this out there to the listeners guys, because I have this idea for our um, <laughs> wedding. So I think we're not really, I mean, we're, we both, me and Christy and I have both been married before. Mm-hmm. We've done like the big wedding with like, a wedding party and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think whatever we end up doing, it's going to be different than that. It's probably going to be more of just like a big party reception celebration kind of thing. So anyway, w- that to say it costs money mm-hmm. and I have this, I I decided that we're going to charge a cover. I want to charge a cover for our wedding or for the reception, I guess, or <laughs> for the party or whatever. I want to charge a cover. And you think that that's weird. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. I mean, outside of us specifically, mm-hmm. if just you take any married couple that's going through this time where they're going through transition, they're like maybe moving in together or they're, you know, starting this new phase of their life together. There's lots of stuff going on. They're going to take some time off of work. They're going to try, you know, we want to have a big party. We want to celebrate this commitment that we're making to each other. And then they somehow get punished for it. Like it's supposed to be a celebration for them and for the people in their lives to like join with them and celebrate their marriage. But they like basically get punished for it. Like you have to pay for all this, by the way, you have to pay for a thing. You have to pay for food. You have to pay for the cake. You have to pay for, you know, whatever a roof over your head while you're doing the party or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. they get basically punished for it. And it's putting, I mean, this can, Weddings can already be kind of a stressful time amidst the joy and celebration. And here you're adding this added stress of a financial burden. What I'm saying is let's just start a thing where it's totally normal for people to charge covers. Not a <laughs> crazy amount. 15 bucks. 15 bucks a person. Take the, you know, your whatever, your cousin Joey that you were going to have organize the parking lot and have, you know, tell people where to park when they're coming in. Have him stand by the door with a square card reader and swipe people's cards. 15, 20 bucks a pop. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Done and done. I mean, people spend that much on Starbucks in a week. Don't okay, drink coffee guys, for a couple days. Let us know if you think Pitch this us is some a money. good idea or a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, we're, we, we're not going to... Like do not it for our this. wedding. I mean, yeah. but I want to hear. I what mean, you we're going to do it at our wedding, <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's, I mean, tell us what you think of the concept and help me name it. I need a name for this movement, mm-hmm. like a hashtag and a saying and a, a name for it. So I, I can really get something because this is a thing that I want to try and put some energy behind and I'm hoping you guys will join in, 
join in your voices with that. Okay. I, I mean, do you see anything wrong with it? Outside of, uh, like, not, I know that outside you have weirdness of, about it. Of, you have weirdness about it because it's outside of the cultural norm for weddings. Yeah. If someone did that, I I would be happy to pay. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, anybody that would get upset about it, I don't want them at my wedding anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So would it be a suggested donation? Well, what I would say, like, I would say, you know, with those square credit card readers, they have to sign a little thing and there's a spot where you can put like a tip in there. Oh, okay. So what I would say is, you know, it's 15 bucks, whatever, have them put it in there and then, you know, they can put a little added, a little bonus, a little something, something. Okay. Because everybody's feeling generous at weddings. And people do the money dance and all that kind of stuff, but this mm-hmm. is a little different. And, you know, let's get – nobody has cash anymore. Nobody has oh, cash. Shit. So, we'll, you know, just get the credit card machine out and make it official. Anyway. Well, that's my <laughs> that's my idea. Okay. So, well, Christina, we're um, probably at a point where we should wrap this up. We had okay. some other stuff to talk about, but it can wait till next week, I would okay. say. And – um. Guys, we uh, as I mentioned a couple times throughout the show, we'd love to hear back from you. Tell us what you think. If there's something that we're talking about that touches a chord with you, is that a saying that people strike use? a chord? Strike if it strikes a chord with you, we'd love to hear about it. Send us emails, tweets, Facebook, whatever. Voicemail. You can find it all at nerdoutloudpod.com. All of our contact information is on there. Um, let us know what you think. I got, I had somebody send me a Facebook message last week that said they really appreciate the space news. Okay. Yeah. They Was said it your mom? they were, no, hmm. one of your people, somebody that, you know, um, reached out to me, said, you know, give me some space news. I'm Jones and I'm Jones and for some space news. Was we this had an a, imaginary friend? No, this is a real thing that happened to me. booking yourself? <laughs> no. No, this is a real thing that happened to me on Facebook. Somebody sent me a Facebook message, said, give me some space news. I'm jonesing. I, also, what I'd great. like to hear, either in tweet form or email or voicemail, what date you think we should get married? <laughs> yes. Yeah, tell us. We're, you we're, have just as good of idea for us as we Yeah, do. late winter next year, springtime, or maybe fall, we're thinking. One of, yeah. one of those two. Summer, Summer's spring, out, right? fall. Well, not summer. Summer's kind of out. I don't know. Or summer in? Oh. Basically any time next year. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us know when. So all of our contact information, guys. We'd love to hear from you. Nerdoutloudpod.com. It's all on there. We'll be back next week with lots of fun and exciting things. And uh, Christina, any closing words? Your name does not mean little fighter in Arabic. And never wait for cake. Let your nerd flag fly!